Well, if you are someone who wants to be unstoppable in life, you need to take 100% personal responsibility for all your outcomes, and you have to be committed to bettering your best. The Thinking Yourself into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club, compiles it into one easy to access recording, and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. In this episode of Thinking Yourself into Exponential Success, we're looking at the destructive thoughts, negative influences, and fears that are communicated from one person to another. This is so critical to be aware of for you and your business, because if you are allowing negative influences and fears into your thinking and you're unaware of it, it will influence how you're making decisions, the risks that you're willing to take, being visible and going for more, everything that's required for scaling your business. So listen in and learn. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm Amira Alvarez and have an amazing day. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. We are in chapter 15 of Think and Grow Rich in the chapter entitled How to Outwit the Six Ghosts of Fear. And Napoleon Hill is wrapping up this chapter and quite frankly, this book with a series of a lengthy series of questions that are put forth to you for self-analysis. This is to look at yourself and identify where you stand with these things and how you might better your best. So come along with me, answer the questions, and then with many of them, I am giving you tips on how you can apply the lesson that is implied in the question and how you can actually grow yourself and get to the next level faster than you would think otherwise, meaning without attention, without presence, without focus, without quite frankly, a little bit of effort. Okay, let's go. You ready? The next question is, do you face squarely the circumstances which make you unhappy or sidestep the responsibility? So this is important, whether you're looking at your circumstances in life in general, or more specifically in your business, do you face them squarely? Do you look at them and do you say, this is good and I want it to be even better, or this is not good and we really need to shift things here? Do you face them squarely? Do you look at them without coming up with stories, alibis, reasons, excuses, all of that? Do you just say, this is where I'm at and I'm going to take 100% personal responsibility for my circumstances. Now, what happens if you're not happy with some of your circumstances, as many of us are? In fact, this is not necessarily a bad thing. You want to be in growth. You want to be growing all the time. So that, by definition, is going to create some discontent, some unhappiness, some lack of satisfaction in your life. Now, I often say, you know, be appreciative, be grateful, be happy with what you have, but don't be content 
Okay. Don't be someone who is satisfied. Okay. Don't stop there. You can be happy. You can express gratitude for what you have, but there's part of you that's going, "Mm, I'd like that to be better. That's what Hill is talking about here when he says unhappy. Now I want you to have a positive outlook on everything in your life and also want to grow to the next level. So how do you handle this? Well, first thing you want to do is list out everything that's making you unhappy. Don't deflect, articulate, articulate exactly what it is that's making you unhappy. Some things might be small. Mm, The house is a mess. There's too many dishes in the kitchen sink. Some of them might be larger. I don't have money to meet payroll this month. Uh, Some might be in your personal life. I'm carrying a few extra pounds. I'd like to get into better shape. I want a more intimate relationship with my significant other. I want to be in a relationship with a significant other. Whatever it is, just write it out. I don't like the color of my office, the paint on the walls, right? I don't care what it is, small or large, list it out. Don't deflect, articulate them. And then your next step here is to decide how you wish to go about improving the situation. How do you wish to tackle them? What is your action plan going to be? And there's a variety of ways you can approach this. One is you can do a bunch of the really super easy things first just to get momentum. You know, maybe it's dishes in the kitchen sink. Okay, that's an easy one. Let's bang that out, right? Um, there's stuff to go to Goodwill. That's an easy one. Go, go drop it off, right? Like there's a bunch of this stuff that's in your life and you want to clean that up. Okay, so you could do a bunch of the easy ones first, or you could take them in the order that they came out of you. Okay. That limits the amount of decision-making that you have to go in. You're just going to start at the top of the list and you're going to go doing this, then I'm doing the next, then I'm doing the next, then I'm doing the next. And you're going to want to look at what's your action plan around this. What do you need to do to clean this up? What's your responsibility? Go take it. Okay. Or you can, you can prioritize the most impactful items on the list first. Now that's going to require that you spend some time thinking about what's the most impactful and ordering them. That can sometimes make people a little crazy, dissuade them, you know, from actually taking action immediately. That's not enough action in and of itself. You actually have to start. Okay. And go get help. If you're having trouble with solving any of these problems, don't think that you have to do everything yourself. Taking personal responsibility oftentimes means asking for help, getting help, whether that's help from someone in your family or paid help from a team member or help from a mentor, get help, take action and do it now. That's one of the keys. Don't delay, do it now and do it daily. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Okay, next up in this list of questions for self-analysis, Hill asks, do you analyze all mistakes and failures and try to profit by them or do you take the attitude that this is not your duty? Well, If you are someone who wants to be unstoppable in life, you need to take 100% personal responsibility for all your outcomes, and you have to be committed to bettering your best. So regardless of whether we're talking about something small like a conversation or a team meeting or 
your effort for this week or for this month or meeting your your major goal this year. Whatever it is that you are engaged in, are you analyzing for mistakes that you made and minor failures? We all make mistakes. This is not something to avoid looking at or avoid feeling. When you feel that you've made a mistake, that's important to move towards that and analyze it. What could you have done differently without the guilt, without the shame? Just look at the experience. What would you do differently? If you can articulate that for yourself, you will be sending a directive to your subconscious that says, this is the way I want to do it going forward. This is how we do things now. And you will better your best. You will ever increase the level of work that you're working at. So think about the ways in which you can do this. Could you do it at the end of the day? Could you do it after every conversation with your team? Could you do it after major events? Could you do it after your marketing initiatives? Where can you integrate this iterative process of analyzing what you could have done better? This is how you profit from your mistakes. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Okay, next up in this list of self-analysis questions. Now, again, why are we asking these questions? We're asking these questions so that we unpack, identify the invisible barriers and blocks to our success. These are self-analysis questions that will help you see where you are in a habitual way of being that is limiting you from going to the next level. So the next one is, can you name three of your most damaging weaknesses? What are you doing to correct them? Okay, so that's two questions actually. Can you name three of your most damaging weaknesses? What are those? Now, he didn't say the top three. He said three of the most. So we all have a lot of weaknesses. Don't sweat. Don't sweat it. Just pick three. Pick three for right now. What are your weaknesses? What are three of them? And then what are you going to do about them? And come up with a quick action plan. It's amazing what this can do. Okay. Maybe it's eating too fast. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to set my fork down between bites. Maybe it's not paying attention to people who are speaking, multitasking. What are you going to do differently? Set your phone down, turn it over, look people in the eye, take two breaths between things. Come up with a little mini game plan. Maybe it's always being late. That was one of mine uh, about a year ago. I did a commitment with my team that I would, wouldn't be late to any of our meetings because I was always finding myself being, you know, one or two minutes late, maybe three minutes late, not egregious, but nonetheless, somewhat disrespectful of other people's time. And I wanted to be someone who came to meetings on time. So I told them that I would pay each person who was in attendance in the meeting $100 for every time I was late. I only did that twice, guys. I broke that habit, right? But that was my game plan. That was my game plan. And that could 
be something that you do with yourself. But these are the little things that you need to figure out how to create for yourself. What are the triggers? What are the little switches that you're going to do to change your habits? Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Okay, the next question Hill asks here in this list, this long list of self-analysis questions. I hope you're enjoying this. I'm, I hope you're doing this daily. If you're listening to it in the podcast where we combine all the dailies, then I hope you're pausing the podcast or listening through it in, in its entirety and then going back to each one and pausing and answering the question, not just listening, but actually answering the question and coming up with your go forward plan for each item here. Okay. Next up is, do you encourage other people to bring their worries to you for sympathy? Yes or no? Kind of, sort of, maybe sometimes. Where do you stand with this? So you have to look at this. Now, I'm not saying do not be a sympathetic person. Do not help your friends. Do not lend a listening ear when that's required. I'm not, I'm not arguing for being an island or insensitive. But if you are encouraging others to bring their worries to you for sympathy, you need to look at that. Is this the way that you get attention? Is this a example of neediness? Is this how you get your self-esteem? How you know you're a good person? How you get validated? Or maybe a little, not not such a positive thing here. Maybe it's how you know that you're better than other people. How you build yourself up that way. These are not healthy ways to be in communication with other people. And if you are activating this, if you're, if you're actively encouraging people to bring their worries to you, you are going to be in an environment of worry. You're going to be opening yourself to negative influences. You're going to be involved in the drama. And again, I'm not saying don't help your friends when they need help. Don't help your loved ones when they need help. Of course you do. But you do it from a place of helping them problem solve, okay, not staying in the worry. And you look at whether you're encouraging this in your life or whether you actually want to be encouraging people to share their wins with you, to share their celebrations, to share how great their life is with you. Because then you are in a positive upward trajectory kind of environment. So take a look at that. Everyone's made for greatness, but not everyone executes on it. If you feel like you're hitting an invisible barrier and you're not living up to your full potential, join us at the Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit, where I'll show you exactly how to get out of your own way, apply the universal laws to your business, and scale quickly. Learn more and grab your ticket at theunstoppablewoman.com slash summit. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. 
Okay, next up on the list of self-analysis questions that Hill gives us is, do you choose from your daily experiences lessons or influences which aid in your personal advancement? So what would be the opposite of this? Well, it would be looking at your daily experience and seeing how everything is holding you back or things that are going wrong or somehow ignoring the lessons that are there for helping you grow and become more in this life that we're living. So there's opportunities every day for growth. And you can either look at them as something that's like a monkey on your back, something that's a weight that you're carrying, something that's challenging and insurmountable or holding you back or a circumstance that you're going to blame, or you can see everything as an opportunity for growth. So on the daily, are you looking for lessons or influences which aid in your personal advancement? What are you going to pull out from today that's going to help you go further, faster, better, right? Something that's going to help you go deeper, that's going to help you become more of who you want to be that has some benefit to you and thus to the whole world because hopefully you're sharing your amazingness as you grow and become more with everyone around them. So are you always looking for what went wrong or are you looking for the opportunities, what you can pull out of all your experiences? Okay. Think about that for today. Think about that For if you're listening in the morning, think about how you can pull out of yesterday some extraordinary opportunity. If you're listening at the end of a day, think about how you could pull out something extraordinary, some lesson that can help you grow from today. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. The next question in our list of self-analysis questions is this. Does your presence have a negative influence on other people as a rule? I'm going to guess that the answer is no. Now, that being said, where might you have a negative influence on other people? So are you a downer in some way? Are you complaining all the time? Do you kind of guilt people or blame people? Do you always talk about being sick or tired or something bad in your life is happening? Are you always worrying and sharing your worries? Are you distracting people from their work? Are you somehow a negative influence on the people around you? If you are, and there might be more subtle ways that you do this, do you I don't know, offer chocolate cake to your best friend who is looking to let go of a few pounds, right? Is there a way that you're not being a supportive, good human in your day-to-day life? Now, we all have places we can improve. So this is not about perfectionism. This is not about saying, oh my God, Amira, you're asking me to be perfect, perfect, and F you. It's like, okay, look, here I'm doing this thing, and today... I'm going to make myself a better human by improving that aspect of my life. That's it. You do that small thing 
again and again and again. You make this small shift again and again and again, and you wake up being someone you truly love. You truly like yourself. You truly love yourself. And this feels amazing because all these little places where we're not living up to our own expectations, where we know on an unconscious level that we don't like who we're being, that's an energy drain. It sucks. So clean that up and you'll feel so much better. This might be a question about being a negative influence on other people. However, it's also affecting you. So it's a twofer. If you clean this up, you feel better and they feel better. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Okay, next up in this list of questions for self-analysis, we have what habits of other people annoy you the most? Now, isn't that interesting? This is a question that is listed under the title questions for self-analysis. So the actual title is self-analysis test questions. But you get the idea. This is about you. And yet the question here is what habits of other people annoy you the most? So you want to be, it's not about the other person. It's about what this says about you. So a great practice would be every time you go through this list of questions that you ask yourself that. What habits of other people annoy you the most? And name three. Just name your top three. What are those habits? I just did this and I got helplessness, blank stares when I'm talking to you, and lack of follow through. Saying you're going to do something by a certain time and not doing it. Makes me crazy, right? These are the habits that annoy me the most right now. So then you have to ask yourself some follow-up questions. What is this calling out of you? Is this telling you, you know, to look at yourself and say, is this something I need to do more of myself? Is this something I need to do less of myself? Do I do this myself? In what ways am I blanking out on this? Saying the world out there, all those other people do it, but I don't do it. And where is it something that you need to encourage more of in yourself or let go of or both? What is it actually calling out of you? So when I look at that helplessness, when someone else is behaving in a way that seems helpless and I go into, oh my God, that's so annoying. I want them to have this agency, this ability to figure it out themselves and not be helpless. However, I recognize in the process of doing this that If I am always being someone who's super on it and can figure everything out herself, I can't scale my business, right? I can't delegate and let someone else take care of things. Now, this does not mean that if the rubber hits the road, I'm not taking responsibility and stepping in and doing stuff. Absolutely. But if I am supremely capable, I don't allow myself to be supported, whether that's by my man or by my team, or by the other people in my life. So that's something I actually need to encourage in myself. A moment to say, I can allow myself to be helped. 
Okay. Now what about those blank stares, that unexpressive, non-communicative, slow thing that people do when they, you say something to them and they have this blank stare. Oh my God, makes me crazy. Right. But again, I'm looking at this from a place of self analysis. And I realize that I was taught to react immediately to jump through hoops for other people. If they said something that I needed to react immediately, what if I didn't have to do that? Maybe I don't have to go as far as having a complete blank stare, but maybe I'm allowed, I can allow myself to have a slower response, to take my time in responding, to being a little bit more spacious in that moment. And that that was okay. That was okay. Okay. And what about the lack of follow-up? Well, guess what? I am certainly not perfect in that arena. And that is a place where I need to encourage myself to only commit to the things that I know that I can follow up on in the time period that I have said I'm going to do it in. So that's a place where I need to better my best. And I hope these examples of how I've looked at the habits of other people that annoy me the most as a way of analyzing what needs to change for me and how I can take personal responsibility in my life. I hope that has helped you. For the bonus content of this episode, I want to go back to the question that Hill asked around whether you are encouraging people to bring their worries to you. Now, how do you shut down the drama of that without shutting down the person, without making that person feel bad, feel wrong, diminished, denigrating that person? And how do you do that without denigrating yourself, making yourself feel bad or making yourself uh, feel like you're conflicted or you can't be a good person in this world. And yet you don't want to be surrounded by people who have a lot of worries or be participating in that, the story and the drama that gets created. So what do you do? I'm going to give you three things today. One, you can simply change the subject. Someone brings to you their worry and you change the course of the conversation to something else. This is a positive use of deflection. You get them talking about something else. People love to talk and people love to talk about themselves. So pick a subject that is not about the thing that they're worried about, is not about the drama, not about the story, and have them talk about that. So you've just changed the course of the conversation. You could also... Point out a reframe for how they're looking at the situation. Some people are available for this. Some people aren't. If they're not, then this is not a very useful tool. and It's not a useful way of shifting out of the worry and into some sort of constructive conversation. But some people are actually just habitually in the worry. And if you give them a positive reframe, they will go, oh, yeah, that's true. And it will help them break free of the worry. And you want to make this short and quick. This is not a long conversation. This is not you becoming their therapist. This is not you getting into their story and working it out. This is just a short little reframe, boom. And then you probably want to go back to uh, step number one, which was changing the subject, right? Like positive reframe, redirect. 
And then if required, if necessary, it's important to give them a place that they can get help that is not you. Have you thought about joining a therapy group about this? Have you looked into therapy about this? Have you looked into getting an assistant to help you with this? Have you looked into tech support from uh, over here? And give them a few places to go to. And then again, if they are thrilled by that, awesome. There's someone who is wanting to take personal responsibility for their, their lives, but is just a little loss. If they go back to like, oh, that's not going to work because of X, Y, and Z, and I just want to stay in the story and the worry and all of that, then go back to changing the subject and little bonus on the bonus content here. Sometimes you just need to remove yourself from the conversation at that point. If you've done all three things, then know that you can just remove yourself from the conversation. You don't actually have to do all three things to make that choice, but know that you have done your part and you can move on. And then ultimately, if someone doesn't change, you do need to probably set a stronger boundary there and just not be available for these conversations. And that might be a challenging decision to make, but it's important that you are creating an environment for yourself that is positive and, and full of people who are taking personal responsibility and going for growth. This does not mean that you do not have challenges that you need to discuss and get help on, but that's different than being in a constant state of worry. Okay, with that, rock it out, be unstoppable, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us and for being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. This special series is a part of our Morning Mindset Club and comes to you here on the podcast every Saturday morning. If you'd like to join the Morning Mindset Club at no charge, you won't have to wait a whole week and can listen to this series in short daily snippets every morning. Plus, you'll get a quick implementation practice and mastery check-in to go along with it. You can find the Morning Mindset Club info in the show notes below or just head over to the unstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. And as always, please share this podcast with two or three women who are ready for exponential growth and exponential wealth. And if you're game, we always appreciate a review on iTunes that really helps us reach and elevate more women. Thanks so much and be unstoppable.